Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Lewis Says Black, coming to you, which you already know, another podcast. This has been Black History Month. I want to apologize because I haven't hit you guys with a podcast in over a month, even though, of course, this has been one of the shortest months of the year. But even with that, it's a leap year. So right now we are on the 28th and we actually get 29 days in this month. So what I want to do today is I want to talk about a lot of the crazy shit that has happened in February. Technically, even though it's only the 28th, I was going to wait until Monday, which was going to be the second. But I figured what in the hell can happen between today and tomorrow? So let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, I'm not going to go in any particular order. That's kind of boring, but I'm just going to go off of them as they come to me. We're going to talk about some of the things that just really kind of stood out. I know that there was something happening in the news every day, but I'm going to talk about some of the things that stood out to me and stood out to a lot of black folks in the black community. First thing I want to address is the reason why I decided to lead in with that song Finesse by the great Bruno Mars is because of the fact that y'all got finessed out of damn near a half a million dollars by an 18 year old midget yes i said midget see that's the cool thing about my show i can say what the fuck i want to because actually dwarf is a little offensive too you know what i'm saying it's kind of like whether you want to call me a nigga or whether you want to call me a jigaboo it's still racist so i mean fuck it it is what it is uh midget is what they've been calling these people since the beginning of time and we are living in what i call the very sensitive era where now the same shit that people weren't tripping off of 20 years ago is a big deal so anyways an 18 year old midget who is a self-proclaimed actor So I'm assuming that he's probably trying to, you know, get it like old boy from Game of Thrones. He's trying to get it like my boy Mini-Me, which I ain't mad at him. I mean, if you are a midget and you can act, uh, there's a very easy open market for you. Because when they're looking for midgets to be in a film, they can't be picky. It's one thing if you're looking for a tall, athletic, dark-skinned guy to play a character, or if you're looking for a white woman with a Taylor Swift, very slim type of build, you know, you can you can be real picky and meticulous about that. But if you need a midget that can act and spit some lines, then yeah. And even though I don't agree with Caden Bales and uh, his fuckery and deceptiveness, I'll say this, man, you've definitely proven that you can act. Because he had everybody thinking that he was a nine-year-old boy getting bullied when in fact he is 18. This dude is off in Australia finessing a man from the down under. So, you know, everybody's big into the Me Too and everybody's big into this whole bullying thing. So what happened is a lot of people reached out and felt sorry for him and his mother put together a GoFundMe where they wanted $10,000 so that she could take the boy to Disney World and, you know, basically show him a good time and make him feel good. They exceeded the 10000 mark. And even after the 10000 mark, people's pockets and people's hearts got very heavy and they started giving out money. He was getting a lot of celebrity endorsements from people, even like Hugh Jackman. So he got y'all and uh, they ain't finna take back the money or nothing. Uh, one thing that me and 
a young lady that I um, am very cool with, that I'm rocking with, we discussed something, which was maybe he should have to be, even though he can't give the money back individually to everybody one by one, because that's $10, $20 at a time, they should make him give that money to a real charity that really is down for the cause of little kids getting bullied. I think that would be the righteous thing to do. Since you lied about being a nine-year-old that's getting bullied, what you should do is you should take that money. You should find an organization for orphans who are getting their asses kicked or, you know, kids that are being abused by their parents or, you know, kids that need homeschooling because they're constantly getting their ass whooped at school so that it could help with, you know, their internet connection or whatever resources they need. Y'all need to find a charity and y'all need to give it up to that charity. Now, I'm going to keep this podcast real short and sweet because your boy got things to do. So enough about uh, Mr. Finesse. Man, this Chicago cop, he got his ass beat in prison. Long story short, old boy shot a teenager. Emptied out the clip on him damn near Considering that usually the cops Roll around with 9mm He put 16 shots in this boy So he wound up being found Guilty of murder Which is just very I'm not going to say confusing Because it's a breath of fresh air to me I'm just like wow I'm starting to see a difference And I don't know I don't want to give no props to Trump If he don't deserve none But only thing I'm going to say is Under the Obama administration, a lot of cops killed niggas and got away with it. And I've been noticing since your boy Trump has been in office, I've been seeing a few convictions. Some of these convictions ain't been as heavy as we want them. Shouts out to Amber Geiger with her 10 years and probably up for parole in three or four or maybe even Mo (laughs) if she does uh, some good behavior, which would probably be easy for her to pull off with the fact that they're going to probably keep her punk ass in PC. But let's not digress. But it kind of relates. Speaking of PC, this cop that we're talking about. So for some reason, they sent him up to a prison in Connecticut. I'm guessing that since he's a law enforcement official, they wanted him to do fed time. So I guess the nearest fed prison for cops in Chicago that do stupid shit is Connecticut. So they sent them up there. And instead of putting them right in PC, which is what they usually do for cops, for some reason, they wound up putting him in general population. And man, them inmates threw a party on his ass. He got his ass zooped. And you know what? I have no problem laughing at it. The way the reason I found this out is because when your boy's on the internet, not only do I sit up here and look at everybody's goofy ass statuses, but I actually read and that's how I get caught up on the news. So we can say that me being on the phone and me being on the internet is kind of the same thing as back when your daddy and my daddy and your granny and my granddaddy used to sit on that uh chair, their chair. You know they had they chair that they could only sit in and when they would crack open that newspaper and get put up on game so I have no sympathy because you lit off 16 shots into a child 
Now, I understand every once in a while a suspect gets unruly, so you may need to pull out your taser and give him a few watts. I understand sometimes a suspect may get unruly and you may need to pull out your nightstick or you may need to lay fingertips on a motherfucker. I understand that sometimes if it really comes down to it and shots are fired, that you are to open fire on a suspect. But it's funny. Because if a suspect were to start firing off on the police, the police have to sit up here and keep a professional distance and they got to get that motherfucker down. And I'm talking about when I say get them down, they got to hit them with a toot, 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 toot. And then that's it. This ain't no Italian mob shit where you can sit up here and stand over him and let off the rest of the clip into his head or whatever. So, you know, and the way that the 9mm goes off, I mean, I'm pretty, I don't know. I have to ask a law enforcement friend whether these are just regular or semi-automatic or automatic pistols that they towed. But damn, after, if it was, with it being a teenager, he gave that boy more shots than Pac and Biggie combined. So with him being a little teenager, man, did it take all that? You could have probably got him down within four or five. And then why were we shooting to kill? But then again, let's not deliberate on that because I guess at the end of the day, that wound up being the reason that he was found guilty. And karma is a motherfucker. So he definitely wound up getting his ass whooped in jail. Uh, no mercy, no compassion. What I would suggest for you, Mr. Officer, is you need to do what people do in prison which is number one you need to get you a shank usually you can get a shank for maybe a few cartons of cigarettes or if you run into somebody that makes shanks and they're really big into coffee a few bags of coffee can get you a custom-made shank and then also you may want to join a gang uh you're a white dude that likes to shoot down innocent black kids so that should make you a shoe-in for the Aryans. So you might want to get with the Aryans so that you can get some protection. Otherwise, it's going to be a long bid of niggas whooping your ass. Now, we've been getting some backlash from the females on the situation with D-Wade's son. Situation with D-Wade's son is he had a son prior to um that's not Gabrielle Union's. I don't want I don't know if it was prior to their relationship or not, because I know that there was a son that uh, popped out back when they were together. And I do remember that being several years ago. And when I say several, I'm talking about really more like off into the teens with it. So what I'm wondering is I'm wondering, is it that side baby that he had or was it a child that he had beforehand? Because as an NBA player, you know. They have kids all over because, believe it or not, they can actually afford them. So here's where we're going at with this one. His son, and mind you, just to be clear, we're not talking about the son that is uh, playing ball with LeBron James's son. Not that one, but we're talking about a younger one because the one playing with uh, LeBron's son, as you can imagine, that boy is in high school. So D-Wade's son has decided that he wants to go transgender 
There's been rumors about him wanting to actually get a full-blown surgery done, and he's already telling people to call him by a female name because he is going through the process of really going through the identify me and address me as this type of stage. And of course, a lot of people in the black community are feeling a certain way. Um, everybody's a little bit divided. These are one of the things that cause a civil war amongst us. And there's been a lot of backlash because nowadays the thing is being transphobic, I guess. Uh, Boosie received a lot of backlash because, as we all know, if you're not following Boosie on Instagram, you need to because his lives be lit. His lives are classic. And during one of his classic IG live rants, he basically just pleaded in his own Baton Rouge, Louisiana way. Hey, man. I understand if you won't be gay, that's one thing, but just don't cut the boy dick off, man. Me, myself, Lewis says Black, I feel like he had a good point. I do not believe in the mutilation of the genitalia on kids that age. Me, myself, if I was president, I would propose a bill to where you cannot have that type of surgery until you are at least 18 or 21. Parental consent is not even a thing. It wouldn't even be up for debate. It would be you can't just like you cannot buy cigarettes until you're 18. You cannot have a sip of alcohol legally until you are 21. I would make it to where you got to be at least 18 to 21 as far as to have that surgery. I would propose 18 to 21, that way me and Senate and me and the Congress, we can go back and forth about it and then we can come up with a compromise because they may be leaning more towards 18, I'm leaning more towards 21. By 21, I feel like you are a full-blown adult. You're old enough to rent an apartment and most people by 21 have had enough sexual experience whether it be with the same gender or with the opposite gender to really know what they want to do. This boy is only about like 11 years old, damn near 12 years old or something like that. And you do not know what you want at that point. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know what the hell I wanted to be at 12. Wasn't even thinking about it. So if you were to try to ask me what I wanted to be or where I wanted to be at life, I would have had no idea. Only thing I would have told you was alive. And if I would have came up with something, it would have been just something that I was just thinking with my 12 year old mind. I feel like at that point, they're going through a phase and it's not. It's actually not ironic to me that he's going through this type of phase and this type of pressure when number one society is making it so cool and society is really pumping it in your face because when i was coming up we had some soft ass 12 year old boys but when nobody talking about cross-dressing when nobody coming to school wearing dresses and wigs and trying to perpetrate a fraud and trying to look like a female so it's just very ironic to me that with the way that it's just really put out there in the media that all of a sudden you got little boys that want to just turn themselves into a female. It, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. I feel like what happens if we cut off this boy's genitalia? And mind you, when you cut off a boy's genitalia during the transgender surgery, they take out your parts too. So it's not just about chopping off your penis. 
obviously if you chop off the penis you got to get rid of the balls and you get rid of what's inside of that ball sack and you wind, they wind up removing your reproductive organs so if for some reason at 12 this boy decides to become a woman let's say that around 25 26 years old he wakes up one day and he has a change of heart and he says you know what I want to be a man and I want to get out and I want to do like my father Dwayne Wade did and I want to have some boys and some girls of my own. But now you can't reproduce because they've gotten rid of your reproductive organs. And I wouldn't trust synthetic or donated organs. I'm not no scientist. I'm not a doctor. But common sense just kind of tells me that the proper way to reproduce is to do it with the reproductive organs that God blessed you with. So much love to D-Wade and his family. I know that D-Wade is going to the Hall of Fame. I know that as it is, they're already retiring his jersey. So when I report this, this is not to backlash or to, uh, or should I say, this is not to downgrade or belittle D-Wade and his family or anything. I'm just hoping that y'all just make the best decision and really think this out. Oh yeah, and the child's mother ain't with it. Um, while we were talking about bullying earlier, I just wanted to press on the fact that bullying now versus back then is really some pussy shit. Back in the days, we handled the bullying a little bit different. Nowadays, let's talk about nowadays. Nowadays, when you get bullied, people feel sorry for you. People put up hashtags and people throw money your direction. But we don't get down to the real nitty gritty, which is the bullying itself. We don't confront the bullies. We just basically sympathize with the victims. We live in a very big victim culture. Whereas back in my days, we went after the actual bully. We went after the impressor. Now, as far as being the victim, back in my days, and I'm someone that was born in the 80s and I came of age throughout the 90s. So back in the 90s, what happened is, here's how it will go. Number one, who's the bully? All right, how big is the bully? Let's size up the bully. Then after that, it was okay. Do you know how to fight? If you do, go after that bully. If you don't, let's teach you how to fight, number one. And then number two, you knock the shit out that bully. And that was that. And usually, after a person just showed that they were at least willing to fight a bully, and in my case, I fought a bully and I hung with him toe to toe and put some paws on him, even though he was way bigger than me. That bully, he winds up losing his clout. People don't respect him the same. People realize that that bully can be touched. And cyberbullying. Oh man, what a concept. Are you kidding me? Cyberbullying? So hold up. We got bullied by people that were in our face. People that we had to deal with face to face. People that we had to square up with. You're getting bullied by somebody on the internet? Somebody is typing mean things to you? And you're letting that affect you? Oh no. But to the younger generation out here who may hear this, our two parents that have kids that are for some reason getting cyberbullied, let them hear this. I'll give you a few seconds. And excuse the beeping, that just means that my pizza should be ready. 
young man or young woman, if a person is bullying you online, what you do is you learn how to get with him and you learn how to fire back on them. And if for some reason you don't know how to say nothing slick or you know, you know you're not that witty, get with somebody that is and learn how to snap back. We called that joning back in the days. We called that the dozens. So back in the days, if somebody was making fun of you, what you did is you made fun of them right back. I can give our private lessons. I know how, because we call them trolls, and I know how to troll a troll. I know how to harass a troll where they'll just leave me the hell alone. So anybody needing some help with an internet bully, you can feel free to email me at lewisblack8 at gmail.com. You're going to spell out Lewis and Black. So L-O-U-I-S-B-L-A-C-K-8 at gmail.com. Anybody that is being cyberbullied or anybody that has a child being cyberbullied, email me and we can do a three-way call and we can get some things figured out because what we're not going to do is we're not going to let people that are hiding behind a screen and hiding behind a screen name and a fake picture bully our babies. We have to protect our babies physically, mentally, and we have to protect our babies online. Now, speaking of babies, I want to give a shout out to Gigi and her father, Kobe Bryant, for one last time. I already did an episode on that, so I'm not going to be too long winded on February 24th, which was cool because she was number two and he famously wore the number 24. So on February 24th, they they decided to finally have the memorial and the likes of Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal and other celebrities came through and had some very heartfelt words for Kobe. So if you want to, you can definitely feel free to go to YouTube, just like anything else that's out there. Those heartwarming speeches are definitely on there. You definitely want to check those out. And shouts out to the All-Star Game. Let's talk about that. Because All-Star Weekend, it didn't matter that it was in Chicago. The whole NBA was mourning the loss of our brother, Kobe Bean Bryant, Black Mamba. So the NBA, I want to give them a shout out. It was very classy and man, they they just they they really I never seen somebody get a whole weekend dedicated to a man. And it was just real nice, man. I like how during the actual all-star game, um, one group of people, one team decided to wear the number two out of respect for Gigi. And every single player had on the number two. Then on the other team. Everybody decided to wear the number 24, which was Kobe's number. That was real nice. Um, I also like the tribute that they did in the beginning. The tribute that they did in the beginning is worth its own standalone YouTube clip because it was amazing. It was epic. And it was just as classy as ever. And it's nothing short of what I would expect for the NBA to do for a man of his stature and a man of his means a man who did what he did and who brought what he brought to the nba and the way that he just inspired people that were in the nba so definitely uh shouts out to him 
Shouts out to Kobe Bryant. Now, we're going to do so that I can take care of this little noise in the back, because this is real life podcasting right here. We're going to take a very short commercial break and we'll be right back. All right, sorry for that brief interruption, y'all. Um, I do apologize profusely, but at the end of the day, I am a professional. I am doing this from home, and I am proudly doing this from my phone. And let me take a quick moment to shout out Anchor while we're at it. Let's do it organically. This is all thanks to Anchor. I'm not new to podcasting. I'm not new to recording. But a long time ago, and just even as of recent, if you wanted to have your own podcast, either A, you were going to have to go and get out the house and go to a studio and have everything set up and have an engineer and all this and that. And it was damn near like trying to record a song, basically. And at one point, things got a little easier to where if you did want to do a podcast from your home, you wound up having to have a whole lot of microphones and laptops and equipment set up and you had to basically become your own engineer and all this and that anchor has made it as simple as possible it's made it to where you can basically do your podcast on the go do it anywhere so with that smoke detector going off i just didn't want to um had that going off and interrupting the flow of the show but now back to it beautiful tribute beautiful tribute just awesome just amazing um it, it was a you know it was a tearjerker you know what i'm saying for sure and it really represented his legacy really sorry to see that that brother is uh gone speaking of kobe a lot of controversy came down over gail king and her interview with lisa leslie the community was kind of confused at first as of to why are we talking to Lisa Leslie about Kobe? That came off as very DJ Vladish. Anybody that's familiar with DJ Vlad knows that DJ Vlad will call you in for an interview and he will ask you about everybody but yourself. You can have an album and a movie and one of the songs from your album on the movie soundtrack (laughs) and you could be damn near nominated for an Oscar for that movie and he will still ask you about a few other people's business before he talks to you about yourself she kind of pulled a similar move I mean Lisa Leslie to me what confused me about the interview was we got Lisa Leslie we got one of the OG pioneers of the WNBA when the WNBA first started she was one of the first ones out there on the court in the gym shooting with the Los Angeles Sparks which is obviously the sister team to the LA Lakers which obviously shows you how her and Kobe wound up establishing a good friendship because the WNBA came around around about the time when Kobe was uh, first started getting started. I'm not sure which came first, the WNBA or Kobe getting drafted, but I vaguely remember both of them kind of starting around the same time. If my memory serves me correct, I think the WNBA started no earlier than maybe like 94, 94 or something like that, 93 at best. I'm not sure. Feel free to Google that and we're going to look that up, but point blank. 
the WNBA came in, Kobe came in, and there was a parallel time where both of them were playing in their own separate leagues, but playing for the w, the NBA brand. So Gail proceeded to ask Lisa Leslie some very awkward questions about the rape case. And Lisa Leslie said, hey, that man had been tried and found or should I say that the case got dropped? So with the case getting dropped, basically you're being found not guilty because if the judge wants to pursue it, the judge is going to pursue it. Once again, people fail to realize that the prosecution dropped the case. Prosecutors don't drop cases every day. If a prosecutor feels like they have a two out of 10 chance of winning, a prosecutor is going to have faith within themselves and they're going to go off of that 20% chance and they are going to go down in flames like a damn World War II fighter plot. So, when the prosecution decides to drop it, that's because the evidence is terrible. That's, that's called the prosecution doesn't want to embarrass itself because as a lawyer, your reputation is everything. And we've already been through this before as far as how old girl was the town hoe. They found several different semen samples in her drawers. That means, damn, you ain't even changing drawers. You've been fucking that many niggas that you can pull a pair of drawers out your hamper and they ain't even been washed yet. You've been fucking that many niggas to where you're still in between laundry. You ain't piled up enough laundry to feel the need to do laundry. And you done already fucked several different dudes besides Kobe. You went to the house party, bragged on how big uh, Kobe's junk was and how you thought he was cute and how he put it on you and all this and that. And she had friends testifying against her. So everything got dropped. So back to 2020, February, because that's what this show was about. Lisa Leslie, of course, not getting into detail the way I was just able to kind of alluded towards the same things that I was talking about, which is, hey, the man was found uh, not guilty. She was like, and Gail kept on pressing her, like, but do you think that he really did it? And she was like, no, I hung around Kobe and I knew guys that if I would go to a nightclub with them, they would tell me to hook them up with girls and Kobe wasn't that guy. So shouts out to Lisa Leslie. She was being a real stand up friend, but that wasn't enough for Gail King. Gail King kept on pressing. She said, well, do you think that maybe you would feel that way because you and Kobe are friends? That's when the black community decided that we were going to revoke Gail's card because you were doing the white man's bidding. Them white folks got you up to that. And you were wrong for that, Gail. Now, I'm not going to go off like Snoop, which is a part of the story, because Snoop had some very harsh, very choice words to say I know that things are sensitive nowadays so I'm just going to say he called her the B word and he called her all kinds of funky H's and all this and that and Snoop Dogg wound up apologizing for it but Snoop was coming from a place of passion he was hurt obviously with Snoop being 
another iconic figure that is one of the many faces of LA. Of course, him and Kobe were cool and he was hurting, but he said some very true things, which is you're out of pocket. So Gail King, you were out of pocket for that. And Gail King wound up getting her black card revoked. A lot of people kind of gave her some slack with the R. Kelly interview because she kept it more journalistic. Like, hey, let's talk about the facts that's in front of us. Let me go directly to the source and interview a man that is alive to defend himself. And shouts out to R. Kelly. <laughs> Y'all killing me. Y'all killing me, man. <laughs> he definitely defended himself. <laughs> but this, you know, with something like this, we shouldn't have been, if we were talking about Kobe, we shouldn't have been talking about that. Now, I will say that Gail came to a defense for herself which was they talked about some very positive things and it wasn't all about let me sit up here and bash Kobe the whole interview but you still get some no love from us Gail King because that part should have never came up in the interview period if you would have left out that part of the interview Gail you would have came out shining and you would have probably gained points in the black community. But sitting up here and bringing up that old case, that old case, that old case that within about three years will actually be 20 years old. This case is old enough to be in high school. This case is pretty much old enough to drive, if not have a permit. This case from 03, is old enough to get an attitude with his parents and to think it knows everything. This case is old enough to go behind the bleachers at the school's football stadium and either make out with somebody or smoke some pot. That's how old this case is. This case is doing teenage numbers this case is old enough to be taking its SATs or its ACTs this case is old enough to really be sitting up and filling out college, college applications and trying to figure out what school is going to give it the best education and not be too far from home so that it can visit its parents just in case it gets homesick because it's known to have anxiety. That's how old this case is. We not bringing this case up no more now that this man has been officially put in the ground. With that said, let's talk about going back to the All-Star Game, that dunk contest. We're not going to bore you with too many of the details, but it went down and our boy Gordon from the Magic was back in it, and he was back in rare form. And once again, just like with Levine, it went down between him and old boy, and it came down to just a dunk off. And I'm talking about they were doing 50s out of this world. And a lot of people say that he got robbed. If you go back to the dunk contest, the controversial dunk was when he jumped over one of the league's tallest players, Everybody calls him Taco, real tall uh, African type dude, you know what I'm saying, dark skin, seven foot six, you know what I'm saying, real lanky, minute, bold type of cat. And Gordon jumped over the top of this dude's head, yammed it with 
two hands and did one of the best hangs on a rim ever. I'm talking about literally almost tore the roof off of the stadium. Man, almost broke the floor with people jumping and cheering. And they gave him like a 46 or a 47. And everybody was saying, nah, that's a 50. <laughs> Enough about All-Star. It was a very good game, and I'm glad that team LeBron won. Now, speaking of sports, the XFL made its premiere. And the XFL literally wasn't playing no games. As soon as the Super Bowl went down, the XFL popped up. And let's not forget, I don't have to go too far into detail because everybody in the world was watching this game. But shouts out to the Kansas City Chiefs. They won. Like LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. They had one of the most amazing comebacks that I've seen in Super Bowl history besides when the Patriots came back against the Falcons. I guess this one hits a little bit more for me because at the time I was rooting for the Falcons because I really just have not been the biggest Patriots fan. I respect Brady. So I decided to root for Atlanta because at least with Atlanta, it's a bunch of brothers and I got peoples out in Atlanta. Shouts out to my uncle and them. But we already know about the Chiefs so don't need to bore you on this podcast with what happened with the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure you saw it. And if not, you can look it up. If you decide to look up highlights of the game, I would suggest that you go to the NFL's official YouTube channel and they're going to give you the game blow by blow, biggest highlights, biggest pivotal moments, and they are got they've got all the players mic'd up. So you get to see this game, but rather than listening to these announcers babbling, you get to literally hear these players on the field like that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Hit him. Hit him. All right, y'all. This is when we come back. They're going to make a movie about this. They're going to make a movie about this. You can hear Mahomes after that big run. Talking about some, you got to hit me. You got to hit me. You got to hit me. So anybody that wants to relive that classic Super Bowl, definitely go to the NFL. Go to YouTube. Um, Super Bowl mic'd up. Y'all have grown. If you were smart enough to get here, you're smart enough to find the clip that I'm talking about. But the XFL started, and it got off to a slow start. But then just as of this past week, because as I said, it's uh, February 28th, things wound up picking up. I think that they've been getting a feel for the game. The players are getting more real game time reps in, and it's been way more scoring. But uh, the first few weeks were very slow and people were complaining. People were complaining about the XFL the way they complained about the WNBA as far as the low scoring. Because, I mean, we had some low scoring games. I swear, I think it was one game where somebody won 0-9. And a lot of people that are just football fans were complaining like, hey, when we see football, we want to see some competitiveness. We want to see some scoring. It was a lot of missed passes. It was a lot of uh, very quickly broken up runs during the first few weeks, which was showing like, okay, these guys cannot run the ball and they cannot pass the ball. And the defenses are just naturally stopping them. And it was just crazy. Very horrible sight to see. 
But then week three wound up being very entertaining. Shouts out to the Dallas Renegades, which is the home team for where I currently reside at, Dallas, Texas. But then, of course, shouts out to my hometown, the St. Louis Battlehawks. So I'm a big NFL guy, but I will be keeping my eye on those two teams, the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades. Anybody that's listening that knows somebody that knows somebody at the um, St. Louis Battlehawks, feel free to let them know that Lewis Says Black has written a theme song for them. So once again, they can contact me at lewisblack8 at gmail.com. One of the biggest movie suggestions that I would have for you guys, because I always try to come with some, is a goofy movie called MacGruber, M-A-C-G-R-U-B-E-R. You can find that on Amazon Prime Video if you have the Stars app or if you just have the Stars app directly or if you have Stars on your cable subscription. You can definitely hit up your on demand. You can look up that movie, MacGruber, M-A-C-G-R-U-B-E-R. I'm going to give you the premise, but I'm not going to spoil it. It stars Will Forte, who was best known for his role on that show, Last Man on Earth. He was the main character. Kristen Wiig, who has been doing her thing on Saturday Night Live for a long time, but has retired from the show and decided to just move on to just full-time acting. And um, our boy, we can't forget him, man. You know what I'm saying? One of the better Batmans, not the best Batman. And I definitely loved him in the movie Heat. My boy, Val Kilmer. MacGruber is basically just making fun of MacGyver. So he's a MacGyver type dude where he doesn't roll around with pistols or nothing like that. He dresses kind of very plainish, you know, vests and plaid shirts, kind of, you know, kind of like urban Texas a little bit. And um, he's the type that would just make a bomb out of a peach and some straws and little dumb shit like that he's just a real macgyver type of guy so if you like macgyver then you'll like mcgruber because he's a very good and very accurate parody of him so i definitely suggest that you guys look at that another thing that caught my attention over this past month was a new term has been floating around for bisexual men called fluid I saw a post where a woman said, ladies, if you're dealing with a man that is fluid, F-L-U-I-D, fluid, as in the same things that come out of your body when you're having sex, if a man is fluid in his sexuality, will you deal with him? And of course, during that post, I noticed that a lot of women, true to nature, were like, hell to the gnar, how about he just be fluid on his own, not me, I can't deal and some women got backlash for that and there's been a lot of national backlash number one i don't like us trying to put new terms on things because i feel like when we try to put these new school terms on things number one you're disrespecting water when you put fluid on that all right you're disrespecting liquids (laughs) trying to tie in fluid with a man being bisexual i feel like when we do that we're trying to soften things up we're trying to soften the blow because notice how they come up with bi so with that bi thing they're still throwing it out there like hey he still likes women but he likes women he's just not exclusive to men you know what I'm saying he still likes women it's kind of like don't hold that against old boy 
and then fluid kind of softens up the blow because nobody really calls it out for what it is nobody will ever in this society that we live in just flat out say hey old boy over there likes to sleep with men and women whoo I'm not even there with you listeners and I can feel how your heart just flinched a little bit when I said hey uh, that's old boy over there um, yeah he yeah, he's cool uh, he works over in accounting um, he likes to sleep with men and women whereas when I say that's old boy in accounting he's cool he's bisexual it still stings a little bit like ooh but then I say, hey, that's old boy in accounting. He's cool. He's very fluid with his sexuality. Now it sounds like he's hip. He's cool. He's open-minded. He's on to something that us square-ass homosexuals ain't on to. You know, he done figured out something that we haven't figured out. Like, you know, we... Like, he is in 2025... And we are still stuck in 1995. I'm going to say this to my heterosexual community because this is my podcast and I don't want to say nothing wrong, but it'd be wrong if I don't say something. And this is my show, damn it. The heterosexual community, we have been under attack. And I don't think that is fair. Now, I realize that there have been some bigots. And that's why the LGBTQ community had to form up like Voltron, literally. Arm, arm, leg, leg. And I'll form the head. I get it. And it's strength in numbers. Because of that alliance that they have made with each other. Hey, lesbian, bisexual, gay, trans, queer. We're all going to come together. And we're going to put together our money our resources, our Twitter accounts, our influence, and we are going to fight for at least our right to be respected. And, you know, they're they're winning. They're getting that thing. You know, they're getting laws passed for themselves and everything. I'm proud of y'all. But recognize the reason why you came together and made an alliance with each other was because of the fact that at one point you had closed-minded people bullying you. You had people bullying you and harassing you because of your sexuality and who you chose to sleep with behind closed doors. And that ain't right. But now what y'all are not going to do is y'all are not going to attack the heterosexual community with this phobia thing. Phobic? Phobic. P-H-O-B-I-C. Putting that at the end of a word putting that at the end of a word is attacking somebody that's that's y'all weaponizing it because at one point yeah the the people that were sitting up here and calling you these names which i'm not going to use these names because this ain't no hateful show like that those people were homophobic now homophobic to me is when you're willing to go to the extent of name calling and harassing and belittling somebody because of their sexuality. Now, if you don't agree with it, 
that doesn't make you homophobic. It just means you're just not down with it. And that's the point that I really want to stress to everybody. Just because a person does not participate in it does not make it does not make them homophobic. For instance, I've never had a desire a day in my life to play hockey, even though I have spent years playing a sport that is similar in the sense of wearing pants and shoulder pads and knocking the shit out of people and trying to score a goal. But I prefer not to play hockey. Do I knock hockey? Do I have anything against hockey? No, it's just not for me. So I'm not hockey phobic. I don't go down to the damn arena downtown and talk shit to the people with their stars jerseys on as they go in to enjoy the game and tell them that they ain't shit because they like hockey. I'm not into baseball like that. But I'm not baseball phobic. I don't sit up here and knock somebody because every chance they get, they go to see the Rangers or go to see the Cardinals. That's the difference. And ladies, I'm here to protect you and arm you with information. A lot of ladies, just across the board, usually 8 out of 10 women have said that they prefer to just not deal with a man that is bisexual. They prefer. And of course, y'all sisters, y'all are sharp. So a lot of y'all always put out the disclaimer of, I'm not knocking it, it just ain't me. And now they are calling you biphobic. I'm here to let you know, ladies, you're not biphobic. What you are is you're a strong, able-minded and able-bodied woman that can get a man, but chooses not to be with that type of man. And I don't blame you. Even though I've never been a woman a day in my life, I understand y'all struggle because I see it go down. Even through the eyes of a man. Women, you got enough problems. You got these badass babies. You got these scheming ass co-workers. Traffic is terrible. Going to and coming from. You got the pressures of the job itself. You're trying to keep that damn house clean. You're trying to keep your sanity. You're trying to have a little social life. And then damn, when you finally get with a nigga that's fly, as it is, you're worried about him being with other women. You got enough problems as it is, sister. So now to add on to that problem, when this brother ain't answering the phone, and when this brother ain't texting back, and when this brother is going MIA, you mean to tell me that in order to not be labeled biphobic, you should sit up here and put up with that? You should be worried about whether he's with another woman or another man? Nah, baby girl. That's too much stress. And I ain't trying to be funny. Even if it's not AIDS, that's how germs get spread. It's a little unsanitary. So the fact that you prefer not to have booty hole crumbs from some nigga that you don't know that's probably dick dancing around town and sleeping with other men. So because of the fact that you don't want leftover booty crumbs in your vagina, 
because your man is dipping around with another man. That don't make you biphobic or anything. That just makes you smart. And you know what we call that? Science. So nah, not going to go for it. Coronavirus is out. For those that have been sleeping under a rock, coronavirus is something that started off in Asia, uh, parts of China, parts of Japan. It's a very annoying, it's like a very annoying, hyperactive case of the flu mixed with some food poisoning. Uh, If you look up the symptoms, a lot of people have noticed that the symptoms are very similar to food poisoning. It's like food poisoning on steroids. Only thing that I can say is, hey, man, everybody thought it was cute when we saw them videos of them nasty motherfuckers over there eating bats. And oh, no. Yes, bats, the flying rodents, literally rats with wings that are blind. And to be born blind means that you are defective as it is. So defective rats with wings. That's what a bat is. Shouts out to one of my favorite superheroes, Batman. Uh, yeah, they not frying them. They not frying them. They're not baking them with a little bit of seasoning on them. They not letting them marinate overnight and then maybe putting them in a crock pot. Oh no. They are boiling them bats the way we do our crawfish. They're just, they're just taking, they're just taking, they're just taking dead bats. I don't know how they're killing them, but because you know they can fly, so they can get out easily. You know, crawfish can't do shit, crabs can't do shit, and they're doing them just the way we do our seafood. And just like that, at least with us, you know, with our crawfish and all that, we're cracking open the insides and getting after a little bit of that meat. Oh no, they're eating them as is, head, feet claws and all just ripping them open and just chowing down yeah and you wonder why that shit is uh spreading and of course it's spreading because we got people in america that just love to go overseas just love to go over to asia whether they get money or whether they just want to say that they've been there to be there and a lot of quarantines are going down a lot of you know proper measures are going down uh, they're telling men that if you have a thick ass beard to kind of uh, trim that shit down or cut it off, that way you can be able to wear a mask if you want to. It's getting real crazy. So definitely stay up to date on what's going on with the coronavirus. That is something that really took over this month in politics. Your boy Bloomberg, a.k.a. Mr. Stop and Frisk, a.k.a. Mr. What is you doing? Even though you're walking, let me see your license and registration. That guy, he decided to run. Of course, trying to be slick, he decided to run on the Democratic ticket. And a lot of black people were just not even hearing him. We, the, the stop and frisk was just an automatic turnoff. And when I say an automatic turnoff, him being known for the stop and frisk is an automatic turn off like a dude that is already ran through two of your homegirls and with two of his the two of your homegirls that even talk to him they tell you 
that his shit was little and he couldn't fuck. A turn off like that. A turn off like a nigga that's been known to have babies and has been known not to pay a dime of child support and has been known to brag to everybody in the hood as soon as he buys a box of Pampers. Bloomberg wound up being an automatic turn off like that. We're not known. We don't know when he's going to drop out of the race or if he's going to thug it out and try to get voted out. But uh, Bernie Sanders, who I'm not really interested in or feeling either, Bernie Sanders pretty much took it upon himself to give him the business during the first debate. And he just basically shut him down about the stop and frisk. And he was just stuck like Chuck. So my prediction is we've already gotten rid of Kamala Harris and we've already gotten rid of Cory Booker. Bloomberg needs to go to Bernie Sanders can stay and just get beat the good old fashioned way. And Biden, even though I'm really not feeling the fact that he was a part of the crime act and helping get that put in, he can stay and just thug it out and just get beat out. At the end of the day, I'm not the biggest Trump fan. But I think Trump's got this. Trump is going to do four more years. And it's really funny how it seems like nobody has the balls to run on the Republican ticket to just take them fully out the door. Everybody's trying to go the Democratic route because they know that black people notoriously vote Democrat. But one thing that we are seeing this year is there's a changing of the guard because black people are slowly starting to realize that the Democrats are full of shit. This has been one of the first years where they have given us bum ass faulty ass democratic candidates and it's good because it has opened our eyes back in the past they were fooling us with decent candidates bill clinton being cool smoking weed playing the saxophone on arsenio hall talking some good shit affirmative rights all this and that you know al gore hey that was his vice president if he was cool then we know that, you know, Al Gore would be cool. John Kerry. John Kerry was aight, but at that point, it was anybody but Bush. We learned not to fall for that. We sat up here and did the vote or die campaign. Diddy grew a damn mohawk and ran a damn marathon through New York City just to get people to vote. And we still got robbed. And George Bush still won. Then, of course, you got Barack Obama's smooth ass. And even if I could do it all over again, of course, I would have still voted for him over John McCain and damn Mitt Romney talking about we need to get rid of PBS. Get rid of Big Bird? Get rid of Elmo? Get rid of the letter people? If they still had that? Captain Kangaroo? Aw, man, you got me fucked up. So, Trump is going to be back in it. Some funny news and local news you would only notice if you were in Dallas. The Leaning Tower of Dallas. These crazy motherfuckers decided to implode a building. And I understand why. It was a very tall building. Anybody familiar with the Dallas area? Really, Dallas and Houston and a lot of cities in Texas. Texas believes in very tall architecture so unlike some lowland buildings where you can just take a wrecking ball to it we have some very high standing skyscraper type of buildings where you can't really 
necessarily do a wrecking ball too much because once you hit the bottom everything falls in you're liable to kill people so a lot of times when it comes to very tall huge buildings like that they try to implode them basically hook up that dynamite right up inside hit that button boom let it go down and let it tumble down which if you've noticed Notice the way that the um, the Twin Towers, the way that the Twin Towers went down. That's why a lot of people believe that it was uh, something that was kind of staged with the way that it came down. It seemed like a thing where, number one, the building was just laced with dynamite. And then number two, how conveniently there were so many people that were warned not to even uh, warned anonymously, like getting phone calls on their cell phones and shit giving anonymous tips not to come in today but back to the script they imploded this building and they didn't have enough dynamite or something was miscalculated and misplaced so now this building is still there and it's got one of the most gangster leans to the left and it's actually become like a a, a, a a part of the city now like a city attraction a lot of people have been taking pictures and people have been taking pictures from the distance where it can make it look like they've got their hand on the building it's really cool i mean it's a safety hazard so as it is they're working on finally tearing down the building so anybody in dallas i suggest that you get your pictures as it is and for anybody that wants to see it just feel free to go to google and type in the leaning tower of dallas and you will definitely get a very 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 good laugh just looking at that last but not least we gotta talk about Trump they try to impeach your boy but your boy said not guilty y'all gots to feel me Trump to the is oh man they finally went after it and after gathering up all the evidence and all that they said hey he's off the hook so he's off the hook and one thing that I have to respect about him is as a gangster, he did some gangster shit, which is a, it's a few dudes in his cabinet that decided to roll over and testify on him. And once he got found out that he was not guilty and that he was just in the clear as president of the United States, he got back to being a boss and he fired both of them motherfuckers. I couldn't do nothing but respect it because I know that me, myself in the same situation, I would have fired them dudes too. So, hey, man, I'm not a Trump supporter. Once again, I am not a Trump supporter, but you got to give respect where respect is due. There's a lot of people in different walks of this earth, professional, non-professional, political, non-political, athletic, non-athletic. There's a lot of people that I do not like or support, but I respect them because of the way that they move and the way that they roll. Two things I can say about him is he's on some gangster shit. And number two, a lot like me, he speaks his mind unapologetically and he does not back down off of anything he says. Now, to let that be clear, that those are not the words of me supporting him. That's just the words of me respecting Trump. And I'm still looking and hoping because the year is not over and the election is still coming up. If a candidate comes up, that is talking the right shit and they are talking about approving reparations for black folks and doing some things specifically for black folks and doing some things specifically for other races 
because I feel like a lot of other races need specific help in specific areas. If a candidate like that comes along, they've got my vote. I will wake up on voting day and I will stand in line as long as I have to, to punch the ballot for that person. So when that person comes along, hey, I'm all in. And with that said, that's my wrap up of the month of February. I wanted to talk about some of the biggest things that kind of happened and some of the things that just really just left a lasting impact on me and a lasting impact on a lot of people in the nation that kind of look and feel and act like me. All right, y'all. Tune in. This is the Lewis S. Black Show, and this has been another episode. Feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both of the handles are at, are exactly the same, which is at Lewis S. Black at L O U I S S B L A C K. And feel free to tune in to my YouTube channel, which is called Black Legacy entertainment you can go to youtube look that up and subscribe and if you're on facebook make sure that you uh look me up at lewis s black all right y'all i'm out peace